Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and at times have debates that bring us out beyond than just gaming. We are amplifying voices from a multitude of backgrounds, creators, artists, game developers, writers, and business leaders, just to name a few. You can be part of the live show experience over at twitch.tv backslash the impact play and by clicking on the notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Just simply type in the impact play. I'm Yishos Mohammed, otherwise known as It's Yaku. This is episode 92. So before we actually get into the episode, I would like to take this time to say a few things about the recent attacks against the Asian community. Hate of any kind should be non-existent and is not welcome here. Our community is all about acceptance, empowerment, and making a positive impact. Simply be a better person and call out discrimination in whatever form it takes, no matter how small or minuscule it may seem. Stopping it in its tracks will definitely go a long way. Pay it forward and definitely just be a good person overall. So, on this latest episode of the Impact Play, we have a whole lot of news. Is the new PlayStation VR 2 a whole lot closer than we think? Sony is making waves in the fighting game community with its, with its joint acquisition of EVO. We have everything that was announced at the first of many Square Enix Presents and so much more. So without further ado, welcome to our very first segment of the show where we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, what are we looking forward to, or just simply anything goes, even if it doesn't directly revolve around video games. So, I've been playing a lot um, uh, more frequently of Animal Crossing New Horizons, literally every day, or at least every other day, is when I, I, when I play, as you can see uh, you could join me during my live playthroughs when I do this over at twitch.tv backslash the impact play. And our writers, I definitely want to hop back into it. And we have definitely a big news story revolving around that game. Uh, let's see what else I have been playing. I played a little bit of Fortnite. Uh, there's, I guess, a season finale or something like that. I don't. I did not. I didn't even understand it. Cause I have, I've been like I don't know Fortnite lately, and I'm not. Um, I I'm barely familiar with it. So if anyone in chat can let me know, uh, it it'll be highly appreciated. This way I could be well educated on the, on this matter instead of giving guys the wrong information. Uh, let's see. Looking forward to that's a very good question. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'll play. I've been playing a little bit of Valhalla as well with the new content that dropped, and I definitely want to hop back into Apex Legends as well. That's literally like my main games uh, that I'm trying to rotate in, in between. And that's essentially it. I guess we're going to go on to the news. And we have a couple big stories for you all. So before we get into... This will be the first one since, since we're talking about hate. This article was published on gamesindustry.biz by Brandon Sinclair. A number of companies in the games industry have spoken out to condemn a wave of, of hate crimes targeting Asian American and Pacific Islander communities here in the U.S. The U.S. has seen concerning tr uh, trends of how do I, uh, xenophobia and racism directed towards these groups since the beginning of the pandemic, which former President U.S. President Donald Trump repeatedly referred to as the China virus or Kung Fu. This year has seen a number of violent attacks on Asian people here in the U.S. And just recently here in Georgia, a man killed eight people at three different spas with six Asian women among the, among 
that report reportedly dead. Stop API hate this week said it received almost 3,800 reports of harassment, physical assault, or civil rights violations of API people in the past year. The problem is by no means confined to the U.S. Canada has roughly one tenth of the population of the U.S., but fight COVID racism has received 88, 800, nearly 1,000 such reports during the pandemic, or nearly one fourth the number here in the U.S. So, Bethesda said it rejects racism in all forms and stands in solidarity with our Asian employees and the AAPI community. While Ubisoft San Francisco said it condemns the horrific racist and xenophobic attacks against the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. The PlayStation account even said Sony Interactive Entertainment said it was troubled by a recent pattern of violence targeting the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities, adding it, to, it was making a donation to stop hate and encouraging others to do the same. Phil Spencer even said hate has no home on Xbox. Team Xbox is appalled by the violence and racism against Asian communities. For all Asian players and peers, I want to know, I want you to know that we see you, we hear you, and we will and must do more together to stop Asian hate. And a lot of more companies in the gaming space are, have made statements as well. So hate has no home whatsoever, no matter which form it takes or in which industry, it has no home anywhere. So I guess we're going to hop into this to the normal news segment. The next generation VR and the PlayStation 5. They announced the new controllers. And let me give you guys a glimpse of what I'm looking at. And this is coming from the PlayStation blog. Uh, let's see. Oops. Yeah, that's it. Okay, and then we transition into the scene. There we go. Those are the controller, folks, for those watching live and for those on that will be watching this later on YouTube. And we're going to read into this as well. Following the recent re reveal of our next generation virtual reality system for PlayStation 5, I'm excited to unveil more details about the new controller that will play a critical role in providing gamers with the VR experience we are working to deliver. Our new VR controller speaks to our mission of achieving a much deeper sense of presence and a stronger feeling of immersion in VR experiences. It will build upon the innovation we have introduced with the new DualSense wireless controller, which changed how games feel on the PlayStation 5 by unlocking a new way to tap into the sense of touch. Now we're bringing that innov innovation to VR gaming. The design. The first thing you'll notice with our next generation controller is the unique design which takes on an orb shape that allows you to hold the controller naturally while playing with a high degree of freedom. There are no constraints with how you're moving your hands, providing developers with the ability to create unique gameplay experiences. We've also designed the new controller with greater ergonomics in mind, so it's well balanced and comfortable to hold it in each of your hands. We applied learning from testing users with a wide range of hand sizes, as well as the decades of insights from controllers across all PlayStation platforms. The result is an iconic design that will change how VR games are played. The new VR controller enables players to feel and interact with games in a much more vi visual way. There are several features, including key features from the DualSense controller, which match our vision for what next-generation VR games can be. As adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, figure touch detection, tracking. Uh, tracking is done by the new VR headset through a tracking ring across the bottom of the controller. And then the buttons and analog sticks as well. So that's about it. And it definitely looks great. Oh. I closed the wrong article. Give me a second. Let me bring it back. Uh, 
which one did I close? Okay, hold on, I think I know which in the story it was that I closed by mistake. That one? No. The Verge. We got there. Oh, here it is. No. Not that one. Give me a second, folks. Let me. I gotta find it. I had on another story regarding Sony as well. I talked about that. Oh, I think no, it's not it. It's Square Enix. Let's go bring it anyways. Let's see. That might be it. Yeah, that's all that I see. Okay, it might be this one. Uh, yeah, this is it. No, yeah, this is it. Okay. Uh, this is an article coming from GamesIndustry.biz via Christopher Drake. James Raymond has formed a new independent development team called Haven Entertainment, based in Montreal, Canada. The studio and its first game was receiving funding from Sony. The debut title will be an original IP for PlayStation. Raymond is a games industry veteran, having held uh, senior roles at Google Stadia, EA, and Ubisoft. She was responsible for the Star Wars console and PC games at EA, and helped create the Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs franchises for Ubisoft. She also set up Ubisoft Toronto, and managed the team through the, the creation of its first game, Splinter Cell Blacklist. According to Sony, the new studio is named because its games will serve as havens for players, a concept that, exists, that extends to the team itself, which will champion transparency and mutual respect. I cannot be more excited about this opportunity to report to my roots and work with the talented team to create a new IP altogether, said uh, Rich Raymond. Launching an independent studio with the backing of Sony Interactive Entertainment gives us full freedom to push boundaries that with the support of a publisher that deeply understands the creative process of making games and is known for exceptional quality and a player-first approach. And for those who are speculating, let me know what are your what are your thoughts on this new IP, what it's going to be based off of, what are the what are going to be the uh, what's that word? I have it stuck in my head. I know what that word is, but I can't just. It's it's rolling off my tongue like I can't get it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, inspiration. Uh, um, which game is, is this new IP going to be inspired from? Or taking, you know, imp uh, implementing new, uh, new implementing mechanics, ideas, gameplay, and so on. Um, well, we got that out of the way. <laughs> We talked about the VR gaming stuff. And now we're going to go into this article. Sony is giving away Horizon Zero Dawn and a bundle of great indie games for free. And it's coming from The Verge. As part of its Play at Home initiative, Sony has announced the next 10 games it is giving away completely for free to PlayStation owners, including Horizon Zero Dawn, the indie darling such as Enter the Gajun and The Witness. Incredibly, all of these games will be yours to own on PlayStation 4 and the PS5, with no PlayStation Plus subscription required. And then Ratchet and Clank is still free to claim until March 31st, if you haven't already. Okay, so next we're going to go into this final Sony news story, coming from Christopher Drink again. GameIndustry.biz. Sony Interactive Entertainment has acquired the new Evolution Championship Series alongside a new esports company called RTS, better known 
as evil. The fighting game tournament is a major event in the calendar for fans of games like Smash Bros, Street Fighter, Tekken, and Mortal Kombat. The next events will be digital only and are scheduled to take place in August. The first games announced for April 2021 are Guilty Gear Strive, Mortal Kombat 11, Ultimate Street Fighter 5, Champion Edition, and Tekken 7. The PlayStation company has acquired the business alongside RTS, which is a new venture from esports agency Endeavor. Evo was previously owned and operated by Triple, <laughs> Triple Perfect Incorporated. Evo co-founders, co-founders Tony and Tom Cannon will continue to be involved in the event and will act as advisors to ensure that the event remains one of a kind, grassroots comp- comp- competitive platform for fighting game players and fans around the globe. Terms of the transaction were not disclosed, of course. Uh, and here's a a an update by Sony. Fighting games have been a, a vital part of PlayStation's legacy in our community since the very beginning, and we've been thrilled to partner with Evil among the years, said Sony Interactive Entertainment's VP of Global Competitive Gaming, Stephen Roberts. This joint acquisition with RTS marks a new chapter of collaboration with Evil's co-founders Tom and Tony Cannon and their passionate community of fighting game fans. Uh, and that's essentially it. That was actually, uh, like, not expected as well. Uh, as we're talking about Sony, let me bring up this, uh, Nintendo Wire article. That's bringing up the top news stories of the week. Uh, let me see. Uh, And it said that uh, Nintendo will continue to assess EVO for Super Smash Bros. involvement. So what I'm seeing this is, this is a great way, but I felt like EVO was canceled last year, I believe, due to the Super Smash, uh, uh, I guess, thing that was going on with the hacked versions of Smash and even using non-legal copies of it. So Nintendo... Altogether, just they asked him nicely, and I and I reported about this previously as well on the show. You can listen to past episodes of the show at anchor.fm backslash the impact play. And then, so I guess my my take on this this whole thing is that even though it's, it's a joint acquisition, Sony will still make major decisions in uh, in regarding evil. So they're gonna slowly phase out Nintendo. And the main platform that they will be using are is PlayStation, PlayStation Four, and even PlayStation Five, because that's still because they have a partnership with Call of Duty with the CDL, Call of Duty League, where they're not playing on PC, they're playing on PlayStation. So this, of course, they're gonna make changes. If why would they acquire them if they're not gonna make any changes? The same thing with Xbox and Bethesda. Why would you go out of your way to acquire? A, any sort of acquisition without making any changes to them. It makes sense business-wise. But it, it sucks for everyone directly involved in Smash uh, and all this stuff, but still, you have to look at it from a broader perspective to actually understand. Okay, so we'll go back to Square Enix Montreal. And this article is again written by Brandon Sinclair. Hasn't made a game in almost five years. That's a lengthy wait between projects for a AAA studio, much less a mobile developer. But it hasn't exactly been five years of downtime. Square Enix Montreal head of studio Patrick Nord explains to GamesIndustry.biz instead of the studio best known for premium mobile games like Hitman Sniper, a turn-based game Hitman Go, and even the Lara Croft Go games has been prepping for a 2.0 phase and a pivot to free-to-play. The major thing for us to evolve from an amazing studio developing premium titles on mobile to an amazing studio delivering AAA services on mobile. Notice says, it's something that took a lot of time involving, I'm sorry, building the teams accordingly, building the infrastructure, the process of how we do this, and building the games. It took a, while, it took a long while, but now we're happy we took, part, we took the proper time to do it and retain the essence that made us make special games in the past. 
Four years ago, Square Enix One Shiro had about 40 employees. It now has around 170, with an eye to grow even further. Today, the studio teased its first project since embarking on that pivot and expansions a game known under the working title of Hitman Sniper Assassins in a collaboration with Taito for a Space Invaders documentary reality game. Of course, details are, are like next to non-existent, but Nauta did specify that Space Invaders would be a camera-based AR game rather than a location-based AR game like Pokemon Go. I definitely would definitely have someone from Square Montreal to discuss anything that they can in regards to what they're working on. All right, next we're going to even more <coughs> Square Enix. You know, Square Enix presents <coughs> this article was written on Games Radar. The Square Enix presents Spring Twenty One presentation was packed full of reveals and updates for new games, including our. First proper look at Project Athia, now called Forspoken. While we're, while we're still deep in our feelings about both Life is Strange, True Colors coming this fall. That game actually looked good, by the way. And Black Panther coming to Marvel's Avengers later this year. We've put together a complete recap of everything Squinix had to show. And it's nearly 45 minute presentation. The first announcement was in regards to our writers, of course. We got a new cinematic trailer, exploring the Mantrasa side of Enoch, providing that you'll much you'll have much more to worry about in Outriders than just a bunch of gear grabbing bandits. We then got a fresh look at gameplay, showing more of the high level anomaly abilities you'll be able to use beyond just a demo. We got a look at a Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy. And then, uh, actually no, this is in regards to it. The full bundle of Lara Croft original trilogies include Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. As well as all of their DLC, all, up all updated to take full advantage of the PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X, and S consoles. Just Cause Mobile. The frantic, fast-paced action of the Just Cause series comes to mobile devices, letting you take on both single-player and multiplayer challenges on the go. The trailer teased lots of explosion expedites, but we, but all we have for release date is coming soon for now. Hitman Sniper Assassins. We literally just talked about that. Get ready, get ready for a new Hitman story unfolding, uh, separating from the events of IO Worlds of Assassination trilogy. From what we saw, it seems Diana Burnwood is back with a new set of contract kill killers to oversee across international operations. It's coming to mobile devices in 2021. Space Invaders AR. <laughs> uh, the Tato Arcade Classic returns with a new augmented reality mobile game developed by Square Enix Montreal that it extended for playtests at the new official site. Alrighty, so let's see. We got Tahu Spell Bubble Side Story Pack 2 Sane Arc. The crossover of the cult favorite Tahu series with Puzzle Bubble Mechanics gets a new chapter of in the side story pack starring Sanai Makakai. <laughs> I'm sorry if I botched that. Darius Comic revelation the classic side scrolling shoot 'em up action of darius returns in this new bundle for switch and playstation 4 including g darius hd and darius burst another chronics x plus scheduled to arrive this this fall i'm actually interested in that so i'm never gonna look that up to add it to my wish list so let's see nope that's not it Uh, we got Bubble Bubble for Friends. I think that's Bubble Bubble. <laughs> well, you've been able to play Bubble Bubble on Switch and PlayStation 4 since May of the last year. Square Enix Showcase confirmed that it's officially headed to PC, BSD. Marvel's Avengers, War for Wakanda. On top of celebrating the official arrival of Marvel's Avengers Next Generation versions, Crystal Dynamics, also offered... 
and extensive gameplay demo of Operation Hawkeye Future Imperfection Future Imperfect and gave us our first look for our Black Panther. Hull joined that Hull joined the fight with the upcoming War for Wakanda expansion arriving later this year. But Land Wonderland, the latest trailer for the new game from the creators of Sonic the Hedgehog and Knights into Dreams focused on co-op adventures. You can play on your own, but you'll be able to put your costume powers together if you grab a friend, and it's coming soon on March 26th. We got two more announcements. Life is Strange True Colors and Remastered Collection. Hmm, much better. The third installment in the Life is Strange series follows a new story in a new town as a younger sister uses her powers of psychic empathy to come to grips with her brother's death. The whole thing is arriving on September 9th. And the character's edition will also include Life is Strange Remastered Collection, which bundles together updated versions of the original Life is Strange and Before the Storm. You'll also be able to pick the Remastered Collection up on its own if you prefer. And last but not least, Forspoken, formerly known as Project Athea. Square Enix finally revealed its proper title of the Forspoken and confirmed its plans for 2022 release date. We got a, br- a brief look at the cinematic trailer, which, which seemed to show their main character, Fry, soon after arriving in this strange world, in a gameplay trailer that saw her darting acrobatically through its rugged environment. Alright, that's going to be it. Alright, now we're going to go move on to this Capcom news. <clears throat> Another one from Brandon Sinclair on GamesIndustry.biz. In the wake of a security breach, Capcom required employees working remotely because of the new, of the pandemic to return to the, the office, according to Kotaku's translation of a Business Journal report. In November, Capcom, so, Capcom suffered a ransomware attack that w- would have could have compromised the personal information of hundreds of thousands of partners, current and former employees, and customers. With the company unsure about the security of its remote working setups, it reportedly sent an email to developers saying, we are abandoning the remote network for the time being, and it has decided there was no choice but to come to work. Capcom addressed the report in a statement sent to Kotaku saying, Capcom strives to provide a workplace environment with the utmost consideration given to the health and safety of employees. We have ever implemented both staggered work hours and telecommuting to the greatest extent possible while carrying out the best practices to prevent the spread of COVID-19, including social distancing at the office, checking employees' temperatures upon entry to the office, and providing masks to all employees. While there are no reports currently active within the company, uh, employees are free to f- uh, form labor units. Capcom told Kotaku, Capcom Charlie observes all recent laws and regulations regarding employees. Nothing to do with anything. Oh, that was weird. All right, I guess <laughs> that's it for Capcom. We're going to this EA. I'm not going to say who it is or where this article is written because it's the same source. Actually, no, it's not the same source. <laughs> James... But but Chowler, I, I could have sworn it was the same uh <laughs> it was the same person. Uh sorry Sinclair. Alright. Electronic Arts has confirmed allegations of FIFA Ultimate Team Cards being illicitly sold to players. Reports emerged last year that EA employee was supposedly selling rare footballers usually acquired through randomized uh player packs to FIFA owners for hundreds or even thousands of dollars. EA said it was launching a thorough investigation and an update confirms that FIFA Ultimate Team items that were not earned through the gameplay have been granted to some players. It appears that one or more EA accounts which either compromised or being used inappropriately by someone within EA directly entitled close to these individual accounts. Update reads, The legend behavior is, an unac- is unacceptable. There's no way in... in and in no way do we condone granting or purchasing player items in exchange for money. 
that practice runs counter to the game's competitive integrity. It's a violation of EA's user agreement, and it's something we and it's not something we tolerate. We do not allow the trade of sales items outside our game for for many reasons, including that it could create an unequal playing field for our community. The investigation is still ongoing. Once it's complete, EA says it will take action against any employee who was involved, removing any items illegally granted to accounts from the FIFA Ultimate Team ecosystem and permanently ban any players who have purchased them through these means. The company has also temporarily suspended all content granting the system whereby EA employees are, are, are able to add certain in-game items to a player's account. Alright, that's about it. You know, I, look, it's not surprising to me. If you're gonna go ahead and do this illegally and you know this against terms of service, why would you risk it or your account? Or even that content that you purchased or acquired illegally. Don't be surprised if you if you if your account gets banned or, or anything of the sort. <clears throat> so Tuki acquires PGA Tour Tuki 21 Studio signs Tiger Woods. Brian Sinclair. Brendan Sinclair, I'm sorry. On GameStreet.biz, 2K is adding a couple more clubs to its bag as the publisher today announced the acquisition of PGA Tour 2K21 developer HB Studios along with a long-term exclusive partnership with Tiger Woods. Speaking with a deal with GameStreet.biz, 2K president David Esmailer, I'm guessing that's how you say it, said the publisher has seen success with the Nova Scotia-based developer Golf Games, which 2K has been pub- publishing since the Golf Club 2019 featuring PGA Tour. Last year's PGA Tour 2K21 has shipped nearly 2 million units to date. We have an incredible foundation to build on, and acquiring HP gives us the opportunity to optimize our relationship with them between a publisher and the developer into our independent studio structure, as Miller said. But it also lets us invest more into their resources by building out more resources in Canada and the United States. And that lets us build more engaging features for the game as we think about the future. Oh, wow. All right. Next, the next one's coming on Game Radar. Fall Guys Season 4 release it has been reviewed. <laughs> has been revealed and you only have a week to wait before you can travel to the far flung future of the Bean Olympics. A new trailer shared by Media Tonic and Sony confirmed that the Fall Guys Season 4 release date will land on March 22nd, a week after it was released. So tomorrow, as of this recording. Uh, that's essentially it. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it is. And speaking of Outriders that I promised you guys that are around, Outriders will be on Xbox Game Pass on day one. That's coming from Games Radar. Outriders will arrive on Xbox Game Pass the same day it is released on April 1st. April... <laughs> Xbox confirmed the news, which it promises isn't an April Fool's joke. In a black post earlier this week. Outriders will be available on console and Android phones and tablets via xclouding xcloud gaming with xbox game pass on day one and an xbox game Pass community lead megan spur outriders a new um, we already know about that uh that's essentially it that's it <laughs> that's all it is day one on game pass a square enix game like wow Game Pass is like the future of gaming, essentially. It's the and it's the best deal of gaming. Uh, what's this? We have an article coming from Games Radar. The Future Games Spring Showcase is partnering up with the Dalek Entertainment for a pre-show ahead of the March twenty-fifth. That will reveal first look gameplay footage of the Lord of the Rings Golem, the fifty-minute pre-show. Which takes place just ahead of the Spring Showcase itself will be hosted by Stephanie Panicio. Panicello? Hmm, that's weird how I read that. Best known as the voice and performance actor for Claire, 
Redfield in 2019's Resident Evil 2 Remake, Stephanie says, I'm so thrilled to host this year's future game show, Spring Sh- Showcase pre-show. Who knows what kind of excitement we'll get into that and kind of amazing games we'll see coming out this year. So, so whatever news we get, I'll definitely relay it on to you guys as well, day one. Or on the latest episode of Ember Play, I should, uh, <laughs> I should say. The latest Fortnite cinematic trailer was actually directed by Avengers Endgame's The Rooster Brothers, and I did not know this. This came from Games Radar as well. If they thought that Fortnite Season 6 trailer was, was full of action-packed drama skin to, uh, to, uh, eh? was full, I'm sorry, let me read this again. If you thought the Fortnite Season 6 trailer was full of action-packed drama akin to a Marvel blockbuster, that's because the Rooster Brothers directed it. Brian reports that Anthony and Joe Rooster, Joe Russo, are huge fans of the game and directed the cinematic trailer for Fortnite Season 2. I'm sorry, Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 6 Primal. Hmm. It's been a fantastic working with the team at Epic. Fortnite holds a unique place in pop culture, and we think Donald Mustard, Epic's chief creative officer, is a visionary storyteller who continues to take us all unexplored into unexplored territory. Read the statement from the two. If you guys haven't watched that, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go ahead and watch it. And... Uh, we even got a, a look of uh, our the new content that's coming to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like the new expansion, to, and takes us to Ireland. Wrath of the Druids will be released on April 29th. Ubisoft Montreal announced Thursday players will sail their Viking ships over to Ireland to unreal the mysteries of an ancient and mysterious Druidic cult, Ubisoft Montreal said in a new news release. It's coming from Polygon. Inspired by Gallic myths and folklore, Rats of the Druid has players tracking cult members and gaming influences with Gallic Kings. It's the first major expansion for the Assassin's Creed game that was, uh, was released in 2020. It will cost $24.99 as a standalone item or a part of the season pass. That will provide additional content too. So once that hits, I might be actually purchase the season pass. If it has enough volume in it, I'll purchase it. I'm going to purchase the DLC regardless, but we'll take a look at the DLC. I mean, of the season pass. All right. So, Facebook now revealed some of its latest research and visions for a wrist-worn input device that the company expects to form the basis of AR and VR interactions and haptics in the future. The device still in a research prototype phase. Senses electronic signals in the user arms into the user's arms to detect intentional inputs in addition to functioning as a simple button input the company says the device can even enable accurate keyboard less typing in more and this written on road to vr.com an immediate briefing this week researchers from facebook reality labs research shared some of their latest work in developing new input technology, which the team believes to, will form the foundation of interaction for XR devices, which is a hybrid AR and VR prototype, I guess you, you could say. So simply, I'm looking at the video. You're, you're wearing two of those wrist-based devices, and you... It's like there's nothing that shows in front of you, but it captures your finger movements. Your finger, hand, and wrist movements, I should say. Gestures. All right, moving forward. We get we are getting an Xbox Indie Game Showcase event to feature over 100 games next week. It will take place on March 26th at 9 a.m. Pacific. And for those watching... Give me a second, let me convert this. Uh, I feel like it might be 12 p.m. Yeah, 12 p.m. <laughs> Wasn't sure, I had to Google that real quick. Alrighty, so next. Well, this year's E3 will be digital only. The, organizi- the organizers of Gamescom are still confident that they can host a physical show in Cologne this August. 
This was written actually by James Bachelor on GameStreet.biz. The team has announced that Gamescom 2021 will be a hybrid of digital and physical events with the hope that strict procedures to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and a reduced attendance will enable the show to recapture at least some of its usual glory. The events will once again be held in Cologne's Columbus venue and run from Wednesday, August 25th through August 28th. Preceded by developer conference DEFCOM on the Monday and Tuesday beforehand. The entertainment era will still cover halls 5 through 10, with a limit on attendance to reduce the number of people in any of one space at a time. If I can, I definitely might attend this as well. And you guys can make this happen simply by supporting the show, by following us, sharing sh- sharing the podcast with all your friends, your family members. And yeah, just help us level up. Just help us unlock subscriptions. And that's the goal. That, that's the first hurdle that we're trying to overcome. And we need your help doing so. Hmm. The official title for the upcoming Resident Evil movie from director Joanne Roberts will officially be called Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. IGN learned that the official title of the upcoming movie from Roberts himself during an interview at South by Southwest, South by Southwest's online event. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City is an adaption of the first Resident Evil games and will include main characters from both titles including Chris and Claire, Redfield, Jill, Valentine, and Leon S. Kennedy. Set in the year 1998, Resident Evil Welcome to the new movie <laughs> will tell the events of the city under siege from the infected zombies, both the mansion from Resident Evil 1 and the city itself and police station from Resident Evil 2 will be present in the movie. It is a new feature-length movie reboot completely unrelated to the franchise previously directed by Paul W.S. Anderson and starring... Mila Jovach. Uh, the film has already announced who it is, who it has cast for its main roles. So let's see. I guess I got. Uh, let me actually let me show this to you guys as well. There we go. So you, know, you guys can see what I'm looking at. Kaya. Uh, sorry, I'm not too familiar with Resident Evil, so please forgive me in advance. Kaya, uh, this is so small, I can't read this. Kaya, uh, Scott Delario will play, mm, excuse me, Claire Redfield. Next, Hannah John Cameron will play Jill Valentine. Robert Amell will play Chris Redfield. Now I can read it. Tom Hopper will play Albert Reska. Eva Joyan will play Leon S. Kennedy. Neil McDonough will play William Birkin. Ali Larder will play Claire Redfield. Redfield Miller, Chris Medfield. Johan jo- uh, Herb as Leon Kennedy. Uh, Sienna Gillory as Jill Valentine and Sean Roberts as Albert Wesker. Okay. Now let's see. So, uh... We have a couple of Nintendo news as well from the Nintendo Wire. Super Nintendo World has officially opened in Japan. Among us, the airship map is headed to the game on March 31st. Uh, we got a new four-lay fleet Force Joy-Con bundle coming out on June 4th. And we got a physical Sonic the Head Sonic the card game coming in 2021. We're getting a lot of new card games that I've been noticing. And just guys, if you aren't aware, we're just curious. I don't know if you can see this in the back. It was carried this on, on me. 
Let me move the camera back, actually. No, let me do this. I always have that on me. It is my deck for you, my Yu-Gi-Oh deck. I always have it on me. Okay. So, let's see. That's essentially it. So, now let's go into South by, uh, the South by Southwest Gaming Awards. 2021 winners announced. And this is going from IGN. Well, this was compiled by an IGN, should I say. The winners of the game, the South by Southwest Gaming Awards has been announced. Hades and Deep Rock Galactic leading pro proceedings with two awards apiece. In partnership with IGN. Oh, what do you know? South by Southwest presents its Gaming Awards trophies to category winners in a ceremony held on Saturday, March 20th. Hades emerged as one of the front funders at the event, winning the prestigious Video Game of the Year award as well as excellence in game design, Accolade, which takes into consideration the best overall design concept, gameplay mechanics, and execution. With 43 nominees across 12 categories, there were plenty of other winners announced at the event. Awards were presented to the search for Planet X, Half-Life Alex, Last of Us Part 2, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Ghost of Tsushima, Doom Eternal, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and Dreams, which, which won the Matthew Trump, Crump, Matthew Crump Cultural Innovation Award for its community-focused creative tools. So, uh, we're just going to read this briefly. In the Game of the Year... Uh, is Deep Rock Galactic, Tabletop Game of the Year, The Search for Planet X, VR Game, Half-Life Alex, of course, Excellence and Narrative, Last of Us Part 2. Well, we talked about the uh, Excellence Game Design, which was Hades. We talked about that. Excellence in Score, which is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Excellence in Multiplayer, Deep Rock Galactic. They won multiple awards. Excellence in Animation, Art, and Visual Achievement. Ghost of Tsushima, Excellence in Audio Design, Doom Eternal, Excellence in Technical Achievement, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, I, I thought there was more than that, but that's about it. Alright. We got that already. We talked about that. I believe that's it. We're going to check to see if we have any last-minute news stories or discussions or announcements that we may have missed or that are just breaking. Hmm, what's this? We'll see if that's worth mentioning. Hmm. Let's see. Doesn't look like we have anything. Yeah, that's about it. I don't see anything at all. All right. So let's see. What do we got here? Is this worth mentioning? Okay. Well, here's a some speculation that the rock might be in Fortnite. The Rock and they're even speculating that uh, Peter from Family Guy are going to be in there as well. But, yeah, that's essentially it. 
Let me check my email, see if I got any, any, any uh, known articles or stories. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Okay. So, without further ado, if you guys want to send this free email, here's how you can contact us. We want to know your feedback. Your thoughts and even any questions that you may have for us by sending us free email on our Discord server, leaving us a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash play, or even by sending us an email to the readymail at theimpactplay.com. Who knows, we may even be featured on a future episode or even our special readymail segment of the show. These bots are spam lots, they're really something. I don't want to. You can to pen out. Oh, here it is. Um, I think I did it. Okay. So, uh, thank you guys so much for making the Impact Player part of your day. If you wish to join our community server over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation Discord in chat now. And guys, we are trying to unlock subscriptions over on Twitch, and we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, your family, anyone who believe will benefit from the show. And uh, we also have a merch store, and we also we, we have a Patreon page as well. So we are setting it up, uh, bringing us even more value, and setting up the rewards as well. So we definitely hope if you guys can... Uh, do a sh- even if you can't donate anything, simply sharing will go a long way. So you, can- so everything will be included in the show notes, or you can go to patreon.com access impact play, or even by going to our merch store over at merch.streamelements.com backslash the impact play. So thank you guys so much. Leave us a review, even just a reading and if you reply from. Have a great one, folks. Until next time, folks. <laughs>